0: Welcome to the Chai Break Podcast with your host, Shweta Ravishankar And Rama Rao, coming to you from New York City. Each week, we brew up conversations steeped in our cross-cultural experiences, growing up in India, and moving abroad in our 20s. From feminism to fashion, colorism
1: to colonialism, join us on our journey of becoming. With elements that almost every immigrant, irrespective of background, can relate to hope you enjoy our conversations and chime in along the way. So let's get started.
0: Hello, hello. Good morning, Rama. Hi, Shreita. Good morning. And everyone, welcome to the Chai Break Podcast. Yeah, we're very excited to kick off this first episode.
1: And we're calling in from frigid New York City and...
0: Westchester, from Westchester in New York, <laughs> yeah, yeah. from the suburbs of New York. Welcome, everybody. This is our first, um, very first episode, and we would like to um, use this opportunity to introduce ourselves. You know, kind of give you a story, you know, background about how we kind of dived in into this whole podcast scene and who we are and what we do and what we would like to bring right to you all via this podcast. So let's kick it off
1: why chai break why chai break Shwita why chai break it's funny because when I thought about uh, Desi Brown Girl podcast I feel like chai is such an integral part of uh, our upbringing and we've had many a conversations over chai with friends growing up or you know later in life when you go out you want to have your chai and samosa and everything is um, kind of centered around that Mm -hmm. Although I'm married to a coffee drinker, I have to
0: confess, but yeah, I still love my chai. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Even I'm a coffee drinker too. But chai break is kind of a way of, you know, conversations over coffee. So it's basically the conversations that we're going to have over a nice hot cup of tea. And we would like to welcome you all into this conversation and be a part of this venture that we're taking.
1: Yeah. So, Rama,
0: tell us a little bit about you and what you do. All right. So I am a Chennai girl. I grew up in Chennai. For those who don't know what Chennai is, Chennai is a city, a port city, actually, in southern India. It's kind of one of the southernmost, um, you know, cities that is very urban and cosmopolitan. And I grew up in Chennai. Um, very hot in the, let's say, like the 90s and the hundreds weather. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of, and you would you would relate to this Shweta. Chennai is one of those cities which has a nice amalgamation of both traditional as well as the modern values they seem to really nicely coexist with each other. Um, so I grew up in this really intellectually rich environment, both parents, doctors, very successful, but kind of was raised still with a conservative, um, you know, and traditional values, you know, in the same household. So kind of both were coexisting with each other, like like Chennai, the rest of Chennai was. Right, right. Um, so all I knew was growing up was medicine. So guess what? Just like any other South Asian <laughs> family, you know, it's either what those days was medicine, engineering, dentistry. There's right. a few choices, Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I chose to, you know, get into medicine and I don't regret it at all because I think it's been great to be in the healing side, um, in the healing profession. It's been a very enriching experience and I've learned a lot along the way. Mm-hmm. And um, I, just like any other South Indian kid, I guess I grew up learning uh, the classical dance and music, Bharatanatyam and Carnatic music. Yeah. And so I kind of have a little bit of those roots. Uh, Currently, I'm a medical professional. I am a pathologist and I work at an academic center here in New York City. And uh, I have a nice family of five. Uh, We have three kids and uh, two dogs, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, yeah, we're pretty much doing the same regular, you know, household duties as well as balancing work and doing fun stuff like this, Shweta. So tell me about you.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I grew up in uh, the cultural hub of uh, Mysore. It's a very sleepy town. It's also called uh, a retiree's haven, but I think it's like this little pocket of India mm-hmm. or South India rather that still remain untouched. And I think that's what I love about it. I don't think I clearly appreciated it as much as when I was growing up and I was in Mysore because um, we always, I have vivid memories of uh, visiting Bangalore, Mm -hmm. which we moved to, you know, much, much later in life, but coming to Bangalore every summer vacation and uh, to visit my uncle. And I was always like, wow, I love Bangalore. It's all so happening and whatnot. But now when I look back, when I go back to India, I always want to go to Mysore because I still have my roots there. My grandparents are there and I feel like it's not lost its charm. Yeah. So I was raised, I don't want to say traditional because... My parents were pretty chill. Mm -hmm. Like my mother did all kinds of like, she uh, sings really well. And then she worked in a monastery. Your mom's
0: mom's badass, by the way. Totally, totally. Yeah,
1: She did so many different little odd jobs. She worked in real estate with my granddad. She helped him for a while. So she did many different things. I always saw her do many different things. And my dad's a finance guy. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, worked long hours and, you know, whatnot. And uh, when it came to career... I think like, just like you said, you know, you're either a doctor or an engineer. And yeah, I went on to do my engineering, Mm -hmm. not for the love of it, really. You know, it was just something I did. Mm -hmm. And then I did work as a, you know, analyst for um, quality analyst for a couple of years. And uh, when the recession hit in 2008, I think it was a blessing because that's when I'm like, okay, now I don't have a job, so maybe I can do what I really want to do. And things just fell in place. And um, I think I kind of tapped into my love for writing that I'd always done. I was always into debates and elocutions, creative writing and poetry. I was always in that realm Mm -hmm. and I saw my calling coming, you know. So Mm -hmm. it just happened that a friend's ex-boss was starting this, you know, travel company and uh, they needed someone. But again, I joined there as an analyst and uh, one day he just saw me writing something and he said, do you want to take a stab at this and write this for me? And when I wrote it, he's like, "What are you doing? Doing this? You should be writing." Oh, and I think awesome. that that was it. There was no looking back from there. And you um, know, it's
0: so interesting. Your story is so interesting and inspiring as well, because I think a lot of us can relate to your story as well, right? I mean, I think that's why we're doing this podcast because we are not celebrities. We are, you know, day to day people having our day to day, you know, lives and kind of trying to balance both worlds of family as well as career mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and everything in between. And so your um, you know, your story is pretty, I think, familiar to a lot of people who are listening to this podcast probably. And they'll be like, aha, I relate to this. And I think the nice thing about yours is like you've taken what, you know, seemed to be a hobby and an interest, kind of made that your passion, and I've made that your career. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of lot of us, when I say traditional, um, going up in a traditional setting, and I'm now actually in that phase of, you know, change. Some of us actually have kind of gone in the traditional path and stuck with it, mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. to realize later that, you know, there's some things out there. And there's kind of, you know, I am especially dabbling into other things as well, trying to see, you know, how to best kind of combine my Western medicine that I've learned with some Eastern philosophy Right. And Eastern medicine, and going well. back to your roots, right? I yeah. mean, what your grandparents and great grandparents did. Yeah, you know, yeah. when it
1: comes to healing, and you know,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm so, I'm so into that healing aspect mm-hmm. now. Energy medicine, healing, Western medicine is great. It does so many wonderful things. It's got miraculous cures, but I guess we, I know, being trained in Western medicine only, I feel like for a while i have just kind of lost in touch with the body's own innate nature mm-hmm. of healing. So I'm kind of right now trying to figure out how the body can actually heal by itself. What is energy? What's energy around us? What's energy within us? How can we, you know, use tap into that resources as well? and mm-hmm. get the body to heal so that's something but it's interesting because you have already done that way ahead of me and I am kind of catching up with that. so so <laughs> no, that's I'm wonderful. still actually
1: discovering what else I like I mean um so I like uh, you I started Bharatanatyam really early when I was six years old mm-hmm. and uh, I did it for a good 10 12 years and then once we moved like I was saying before to Bangalore I actually I think I had formed such a close bond with my guru that um, I couldn't learn with anyone else
0: Mm -hmm. it was
1: almost like I just because my guru even to date uh, is almost like a second mother to me you know I could go to her for life advice not only for dance for everything you know it was a well-rounded setup that we had Mm -hmm. in our dance school and um, I think now finally like you know that um, I'm part of a meetup group here in uh-huh. uh, New York that I discovered like two years ago on, uh, you know, on the Instagram black hole, as they call it. Uh-huh. And uh, it's it's just been great. And I feel like that was what I was really missing in my life. Uh-huh. One is a hobby. Yes. But two is just a community of like minded, creative right. individuals, right? Just outside my work, because uh, for work right now, I'm, I work in retail uh, as a content editor. But um I love fashion. I mean, uh, and you know that. Oh, my I God. I love fashion. I live and breathe But
0: again... You should follow Shweta on Insta. She's a <laughs> like fashionista. I try. Deeper. I try.
1: And uh, yeah, I think But uh, for the past year, I mean, you know, like everyone else in the world, that uh, my closet has uh, been, you know, dying a slow, sad death. But I try once in you a while.
0: You still, you still, you know, yes, that's, that's pretty good. You know, you would have done with the COVID time, you've kind of inspired other people to really sitting in this lockdown still to dress up and to like live it up because I see yes. your Instagram posts you're always like you know still still not stopping with your <laughs> styles
1: I do I've, I've gone through the waves I have to say but now I think for 2021 I, I set a mini goal for myself that I would try to dress up at least twice a week. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because when I have conversations, a video call with my supervisor, she said, Oh, is it your dress up day today? And I'm like, Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk something about your
0: passions and hobbies, uh, Rama. What do you like to do in your free time? I am your perfect example of the jack of all trades. So. <laughs> That's who I am. I think I've always been like that. I've always wanted to explore everything the world can offer. Uh-huh. So I my basic passion, I think, is always music and dance. Uh-huh. I still remember, like, you know, turning on the music, especially Bollywood, and um driving around and I can always choreograph some dance moves in my head. Uh-huh. Uh, that's always been me that will always be me. But I think I also have many different interests. The ones that we just talked about now recently has been, Trying to really figure out how to get the mind body, conne- establish the mind body connection. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious about uh, the energy within us, um, within our body, the, our nervous system, uh, tapping for the nervous system, how to create a balance. Um, I'm really curious about the energy space around us, the energy field around us. I'm really curious about the energy field in a, in a home and uh, in an environment. And how to kind of um, bring all of this to work effectively mm-hmm. to create balance in the human body and mind. And that's kind of my new territory that I'm really leaning uh, leaning towards or really learning more about every single day. Every single day, I'm holding a book that really talks about this, or listening to a podcast talks about it. And to that effect, I've actually you've know, applied a lot of those principles to myself. And I found fantastic results. And I think that's what we'll be talking about this in one of the episodes as well. And so I'm kind of in that, in that area. So, you know, dancing and music is always going to be my hobby and interest. But right now, I'm really curious about um, healing, energy and spirituality and so on. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, with me, I mean, like I said, dance is my first love. And uh, I think with, you know, being at home more, I really delved deeper into it. Um, for the first time I'm dabbling with the choreography and stuff like that so I'm uh, I think you know my interests have kind of fallen into place and I feel Mm -hmm. really really good about it and you know like you I think we've been talking a lot about mindfulness and yoga and everything Mm -hmm. and I just happened right as I was thinking more about it I uh, happened to meet a friend through my uh, dance meetup group here in New York and um, she's been mentoring me and you know guiding me through as so i've like discovered people like abraham hicks and um just you know been listening to a lot of jesh at these podcasts mm-hmm. and you know i'm kind of aligning my interests and uh you know it's it's coming along because dance was the only thing basically that i absolutely loved and i think as of now like yoga and uh, all of this is uh really keeping my
0: interests locked in so it feels really good That's great. I think what's happened is the COVID, in a way, unfortunately, the world has kind of been set to a pause. I would say, unfortunately, because there have been a lot of lives that's been lost because of this. But at the same time, I think there is something that's emerging out of this this kind of strange environment we're living in. Mm -hmm. And that is, you know, some of us, and I've heard many people say this. They've really learned to slow down. Mm-hmm. And I've, they've really learned to put a pause button. As the world put a pause button to itself because of the pandemic, mm-hmm. people, they're really discovering new things about themselves. So I think this has been a personal growth opportunity for a lot of it's people. Very, very true. And I think that's what is also happening with me with energy healing and stuff. And I think that's what's happening with you right. as you're discovering new things coming along. Um, when you're dabbling into new areas, and I'm sure our audience listening to this will also kind of, um, I think some mm-hmm. of them will resonate with this thought as well. Totally. And so I'm going to ask you this question. I think this, this <laughs> you have probably have the best answer for this. What prompted us to start this podcast, Shweta? Oh,
1: wow. That's, that's a great question. Um, it's your answer, pretty much. <laughs> yes. Let's time travel a little bit. I think this was, what, two years ago? Yeah, or a little over two years ago, because um, I met a fantastic couple, you know, here through my daughter, Dia's daycare, um, Josephine and Stephen. And uh, Josephine is uh, one of the most inspiring people I have met. Mm-hmm. And she came from a, you know, entrepreneurial family where both her parents were in the hotel business and whatnot. And she was talking to me about, you know, how she and her sister, who is a leadership consultant in one of the leading firms is going to start a podcast. And I was like, oh, okay. And I think I was very new to the concept still. Mm-hmm. So as she talked to me about it, I was like, oh, I want to start a podcast. Clearly at that <laughs> moment, though, I had no idea what I wanted to talk about or what I wanted to do. Yeah, But um, I do remember kind of feeling stuck where I was in terms of my career. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I need to do something else. And I think one of the evenings when I came over to you, do you remember that evening, Rama, we had like couple of glasses of wine and you know <laughs> i had like five six ideas that i threw to you and i'm like i need to do something rama and then you're like okay this yeah you can do that you could cuz i think starting even in a public like a fashion related instagram was one of them and we did that and you're like you can do this you already have an account let's start you should just get started on this immediately and i think one of the other things was the podcast right and uh, over time i think over the course of 2 years uh, you know, we've talked a lot about it and, you know, what we wanted to do. We had a vague idea, but I think, like, the moment I knew I wanted to do the podcast, I kind of knew that it had to be with you.
0: Oh. Because I couldn't
1: think of uh, doing it with anybody else. Because I think I felt like our everyday conversations when we meet and talk kind of would flow and resonate into you know, a podcast slash radio show, whatever you call it. True. So,
0: yeah. Which is why I think we've named our podcast Chai Break because our conversations have always been, you know, it's always been interesting and always ended with something interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: totally. And I think what we wanted to talk about was something you and me discussed over time because I think with my experience moving here, like when I first came here, I think I did not have much of a, you know, a much exposure to the Western world, growing up in India, mm-hmm. so I was just like, "Oh, okay, if you're an Indian American, you must be just like me," you know, mm-hmm. coming from. And then I quickly realized how different it was.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think, like, what do you um, mean? Dif- what do you mean different, Shweta? Sorry, to interrupt. Yeah. I
1: think, um, no, I think it's just like you know, maybe whether it's the kind of. Uh, People you were with, the kind of Mm -hmm. shows you watched, like everything. Mm -hmm. When you have a conversation with someone, Mm -hmm. like if I have a conversation with another Indian American, I'm like, oh, wow. okay, because they I think their struggle has always been how to balance the two. Mm -hmm. You know, they're in this diaspora where they are
0: American, but they're also Indian. Right. Culturally Indian, but yeah. But culturally American, too. Actually, they're both, you know, dabbling with both cultures like we're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah exactly what
1: our kids are dealing with, right? At home, it's one thing. and so our our kids. yeah, Yeah, yeah. And I think for me, it was like right around the time I had my daughter and, you know, that's when I met you and all of that kind of just came together. And I think like, I started seeing it as being in a very unique spot, a big advantage Mm -hmm. to how I would parent Mm -hmm. because I'm like, oh, you know what? I've never, you know, we all have those things, right? That we love and hate about our culture Mm -hmm. or the way we were brought up or the values or anything, any kind of um, superstitions and so many things, especially with um, South Asian or immigrant, uh, you know, groups. So I was like, wow, okay. I have this unique thing where I can take what I like from both and, you know, Give that to my daughter, so mm-hmm. you know, and I. It was almost like a newfound opportunity where you and me had like the chance to change the narrative for our children. Hmm. True. True. And um, I saw it as a
0: huge advantage because. Um, and you're raising a daughter. To... You're raising a daughter, and so yeah. I have a daughter and two boys. And yeah. I think, I think our goal has always been to empower mm-hmm. uh, the young, the future generation, especially the the women folk, because mm-hmm. we've grown up in an environment that has seen both extremes, exactly. right? Modernism and traditional. Yep. I mean, I say traditional is not in a negative sense, but more so, you know, we've seen hardcore traditional Indian values, which completely can sometimes can be completely opposite to the modern outlook. And so we've seen both extremes. So I think one of the things that we want to achieve through this podcast is to create that environment for all our audiences, as well as for ourselves, um, where we are able to better serve as an example of role models to our younger generation, the women of the future.
1: Yeah, how we just unpack those, you know, um, generational baggage, you know, just unpack it, peel it off and uh, not feel, uh, you know, because I think a lot of uh, the cultural baggage it comes with a lot of guilt. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I want to be able to do this. Or when you don't do it, you kind of are... It's ingrained in you that um, it has to be done in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And whether anybody's telling you or not, you have these things about um, the way you view things. And I feel like moving here and, you know, meeting so many different people really opened my mind. And I'm like, oh, okay, there is just not a right and wrong. There is no like, you know, two buckets. Right. It is whatever suits you. And I think that's a... Very big
0: shift from the way we were brought up. Right. So, yes. Yes. yeah. Yeah. All right. So, that's great, Shrita. <laughs> and uh, I have to thank you for getting me involved in the podcast. It's definitely an exciting thing to do with you and an exciting opportunity. And I'm looking forward to this journey with you. Yeah, totally. All right. So let's see about some of the topics that we'll be talking about mm-hmm. because our audience knows us fairly well now, hopefully. And <laughs> um, you know they'll be wondering why are these people doing this? What are the topics that they're going to keep us interested in? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll start with some of the topics. Um, I think pandemic, definitely we are living a pandemic, right? So we are going to be talking about personal growth a lot during this time. And I think a lot of us have had the opportunity to really really learn and grow in this environment. The upside um, of it. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a topic that is very dear to both of us. Colorism, right, Shweta? Totally. Both of us growing back in the how dark um, skin has been considered a taboo and right. kind of a social stigma growing up in India, especially in the 80s and 90s. A lot of that has changed in India, but still some parts of it still remain. So oh, we're going to touch upon. Definitely. Yeah. colorism and how it's ingrained in our society even today. Mm -hmm. And um, what other topics are we talking about again? Self-love, self-care. Self-care. And a lot, I think, uh, as we
1: progress, we definitely want to be talking about and talking to and interviewing, uh, you know, inspiring women around us. And um, I think we were recently, you know, when we were on a call um, a couple of days ago, we were talking about how In the South Asian diaspora, in the realm of uh, South Asian achievers, women achievers, it's always about the people that, you know, have created these big brands, these entrepreneurs. While all of that is great, I feel like having grown up in India, there are a lot of um, everyday women who don't make it to the news or don't make it on social media or whatever, but they are the true on heroes. some heroes they're sheroes you know <laughs> sheroes yeah oh, i like that and <laughs> you know because um whether it comes to just the way they raise their boys today or you know the kind of um things because th- you know typically a uh, woman, a woman in india was always um confined to either like taking care of her family or like you know maybe having a career with the support of her parents taking care of the kids but now I feel like the more I, you know, meet these people, know about these people, they're just everyday
0: women and they're doing it all. Right. And um, we need to meet those women. We need to interview those women and we need to introduce the women to this world. Exactly. We And I cannot wait to bring them here. Absolutely. And talk to them because I feel like
1: I think. The ones that have already been successful are amazing and they inspire us. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I want to know what inspires that woman who is not exposed to social media or doesn't have like this thing to post about her, you know, post and boast about what her achievement is. How is she? Where is she taking her
0: inspiration from? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's definitely we are going to interview some many, many of those women. Yes. And so. That's pretty much what we hope to bring the audience through this podcast, right? A sense of connection. Yes. A source of inspiration and a feeling that we are, we're all on this journey together. Totally. This journey of discovery together. And nobody just got here, you know, overnight. Yes. And
1: uh, we're all a work in progress and that is the beauty of it, right? So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So um, what's your favorite podcast, Shweta? Oh,
1: um, I have to say Ruse and Shine. That's Josephine mm-hmm. and Victoria's podcast, which uh, was kind of the trigger for yeah. all of this. Yeah, um, They're two sisters from Sweden and uh, they basically have had international lives or, um, you know, careers, been traveling around everywhere. And uh, it's fun. It's uh, two sisters talking about everything from uh, mindfulness to their yoga journey to how they've um, implemented those values of, uh, you know, mindfulness and uh, leadership into their life, you know, Mm -hmm. into their families and how it's all of the trickle down effect and how they set goals for themselves. If you really want to get inspired, Mm -hmm. I think that's one podcast you have to listen to. Um, Another one, obviously, I mean, I guess most people know about is Jay Shetty's podcast. Um, Oh, I I love it. Yeah, me too. Yeah. He brings some great, really, really insightful people and I love his interviews. Mm -hmm. So I've something I've really enjoyed. Um, Another one that you introduced me to is the Gutsy Health podcast. Oh, I love that podcast. Um, I think uh, when I went through on my own, um, you know, health journey and trying to eat better and do better. And I think you mentioned it and uh, I've been listening to it and uh, I love that show. And uh, last but not the least, I think everybody's favorite, NPR. Uh, NPR is
0: great. Yes, it's a constant. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, For me, I think the list is fairly similar, but I would like to add uh, to that list, The Healing Catalyst by Dr. Avanthi Kumar Singh. Uh, Mm -hmm. She's amazing. She's someone I would like, I inspired to be to become, hopefully. Um, She is born and raised in a a South Indian family and has this, you know, kind of the mix of the modern and traditional values growing up. A lot of her eating is, you know, based on the Ayurvedic principles. And then Mm -hmm. she she became a doctor um, in ER, ER uh, emergency room medicine, to be specific. And then she learned that Western medicine only can take you this far. And so she then started um, you know, getting into the Ayurvedic line, and she became um, you know, an Ayurvedic practitioner. So she kind of has this both Western and Eastern medicinal philosophies and combines it effectively. And um, a lot of her approach is through Ayurveda,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: she understands Ayurveda through the Western lens. That's great because she's kind of done both the sides, which I am doing right now. That's awesome. Uh, the other podcasts, a few others are 5-Minute Feng Shui by Katie Weber. Feel Better, Live More by Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. The Doctor's Pharmacy by Dr. Mark Hyman. It's a very good podcast. You have to listen to it. Oh, okay. I'm to add these to cool. my list. Sure, sure. Life Code School podcast by Brooke Castillo. Um, she's a master coach. And oh boy, she's amazing. Oh, I think I've heard, I think she was on Jay Shetty's podcast recently. Oh, really? I listened to their interview, yeah. Oh, you yeah. should listen to all of her podcasts. Start from the po- episode one. She is amazing. She's very empowering. And when we're talking about women and empowerment, she's one of those, um, you know, examples as well. Uh, Free Economics, Planet Money, and The Axe Files by David Axelrod are some of the other podcasts as well that I like to listen to. Awesome.
1: So then let's delve into the next section. All right. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, how the women or the people who shaped our lives early on and, you Mm -hmm. know, what's brought us here. So take a stab at this. So I think for me, my mother, Mm -hmm. it sounds cliche, but I think what I really saw and I remember vividly is how no matter what she was doing, whether she was in the role of a parent, a spouse, a friend, whatever it was, when she put herself out there, when she had to go out, she always looked good. Mm -hmm. She always took care of herself. She always looked good. And I think that's something I have, uh, you know, taken from her. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it does feel like I'm in an odd spot. Like, say, for example, now, right, when I go to pick up the uh, at the bus stop, Mm-hmm. it's just a simple bus stop. I can just be like in my joggers and whatnot. But it's like, it's just ingrained in me. I just like make an effort to throw on a good coat or like whatever that is, right? right. And I do get these looks from other moms that I think it's just me. It might not be them, <laughs> it might be me. But um, I've, it just, it's all about like, you know, look good, feel good kind of thing. And I think that's what I learned from her. I, I can attest to that,
0: uh, people. <laughs> Anybody's listening to this, uh, yes, Shweta she really carries herself really well. Yeah, it's and awesome. I think
1: I definitely has to do with my mother. And I think that's something early on I saw. And another big, big influence early on in my life was um is my grandfather. And I think these this is one of the hard lessons that you know he really eased me into is dealing with failures, you mm-hmm. know, because I feel like um even today, like we're We set our children up, like we teach them what success looks like. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, in a world of, you know, mental health issues and so much else going on, Mm -hmm. it's always now I question myself. I'm like, wow, you know, it's a huge step, whether it's you or your children or, you know, the friends in your life to actually help them cope and deal with failure. Because um, failure, when it happens, it seems like this big thing that, you know, this mountain that you cannot climb. And uh, I remember like my um, grandfather telling me the story of one of the many stories he used to tell me is he was one of the first people in his village to actually um, pass 10th grade. Wow. And that was a huge thing. So when he actually gave his 10th grade exams and he got his results, um, everybody was like waiting with bated breath and uh, he had actually failed his exams. Mm -hmm. Now that could have been like, you know, the end of it. You know, mm-hmm. he could have just dropped out and been like, oh, you know, nothing's going to happen. But like he took it upon himself and was like, it's fine. I failed. I'm going to get up and, you know, do better. And he did just that. So he literally had not one, but two successful careers. He worked in Brook Bond as a marketing uh, controller. Wow. And he retired. And at the age 65 after he retired, he moved back to Mysore and he until age he's now 94 but until age i think almost like until he was like 85 he had a very very successful real estate career fantastic till date he is one of the most respected people in his field and uh, that's something i always look back to like whenever like and i recently i was talking to my cousin who also was telling me the very same thing and we felt so lucky that we had that experience early on Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so he's been a big uh influence in my life and uh, a
0: great um, individual yeah yeah
1: yeah. and I think I uh, you know to sum it up I think once I moved to New York I think I just met phenomenal people through and through and Mm -hmm. each one inspired me because I think I went through a phase in life I think that was when I did my engineering and then I got into this job like you know but I was not really happy because I'm like I don't know if I want to keep doing this you know mm-hmm. um but eventually I've met a lot of creative people here and um at a time when I was like oh you know what I did the writing thing in India but I don't know like cuz again you know writing is something that's very culturally influenced and you know coming from british english to american english the shift was pretty big mm-hmm. for me and when I had all those doubts going on in my head I think um one person that really pops in my head uh, is my friend Nikki mm-hmm. and uh, she was just like, you know, you're really good at this. Just do it. And like she, everything I said, oh, you know what? I wish I could do this. And she's like, yeah, you can do it. There was nothing like, oh, no, you know what? This is too far off. Like, you can't do this right now. Mm-hmm. Or you need more experience. It was always that push. And I think um at a time when I was in a phase of self-doubt, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, she really pushed me. That's great. And then, of course, I cannot finish this list Without mentioning you. Uh-oh. Because as I was saying, <laughs> when I, I think I mentioned this to you. I was a new mom when I met you. And, yeah. um, you know, we're uh, again, culturally ingrained that once you're a mom, like, you know, that's like your whole identity. And, you know, you have to give it your all to your child and things like that. But then when I, I took inspiration seeing that you're a mother, you have a social life, you have a successful career and you juggle it all. Thank and you. I think I've come to you in times when I felt, you know, the mom guilt. Mm -hmm. And you've always tried to tell me that, yes, you do all these other things, but then you become a better version of yourself for your child. And I took great inspiration
0: in that. I took great inspiration in that. Thank you, Shwita. I think that's very important. I think guilt is, as women, we're ridiculed Mm -hmm. with guilt. Yeah. As a wife or as a partner, as a mother, Mm -hmm. um, it's always a constant in us. But sometimes we have to make this conscious choice of separating from that and really personally growing because once we are the best of ourselves, you know, the best version of ourselves, yeah. I think we become a source of inspiration for everybody around who's near and dear. Mm-hmm. So that's that's so important. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's get to your list. Oh, my list! I <laughs> yeah, my list. Actually, I think I think a lot of what you're saying is pretty similar to my journey as well. Because I moved here in 2002 to the United States, Boston specifically, and I came from this whole very traditional, conservative uh, way of looking and living a life. And I came to the United States and suddenly, you know, I was just exposed to so many different um, ideas, uh, Mm -hmm. so many different uh, ways of living. I was just exposed to an explosion of modern thinking. And I think that pretty much has influenced uh, who I have become over the last 20 years here and the, as influence but a constant influence in my life has always been my mother just like you she she's is very strong... amazing i can attest to
1: that she is phenomenal thank you she's so
0: good thank you she's yeah. like
1: my mother in new york like because my mother's not here like i i literally call her Amma and she's like <laughs> you know my mother in new york
0: i love her she is someone who has also gone through a tough life mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. she had a tough childhood and then she had a tough a life, career-wise as well as personal, but I have never seen her not smile. I've never seen her um, give up, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think what I've learned from her is the resilience, the art of being resilient, the art of not giving up, the art of um, really staying strong and Improving the strength, and she's not someone who goes around saying "I'm strong, I'm strong, I'm strong." Mm-hmm. She's someone who proves her strength in whatever she does and however she how she conducts. Mm-hmm. And I think growing up, that's she's been my biggest influence, and um, so I feel uh, very lucky and fortunate. And yes, uh, there have been a lot of people along the way that have been a source of inspiration, um, but I think. I have to say the one person that's been the constant source has been my mother. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. So this has been a fun first episode, at least for us, for Shweta and I. And I hope the audience enjoyed our conversation. Uh, we would like to keep it very natural. This is our conversation pretty much when we meet and we just wanted to share yeah. some of our um, interesting um experiences, experiences and topics talks. over yeah. the course of time. And the whole idea is to, to develop a connection with you all. And, you know, we all are connected in one way or the other. That's the beauty about, you know, the human nature and the and mm-hmm. the world we live in. We just want to bring you all in this journey uh, and bring you all in our journey as well and feel the connection, provide that sense of connection and hopefully totally. empower many women along the way, introduce some unsung heroes mm-hmm. and really, really We'll get, get this podcast to be more of a personal uh, journey for us as well as for all of you. Yeah, totally. Something you all can relate to. That's uh, basically our goal. Right. Right. Okay. So we'll see you again next week. Yes, we'll see you again next week with an interesting episode. So stay tuned. Yep. Bye. Bye. If you like what you heard. Give us a rating, leave us a review, and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you stream podcasts. It would mean the world to us. Have any questions
1: or simply want to drop us a note? We'd love to hear from you. Write to us at chaibreakpodcast at gmail.com. That's C-H-A-I-B-R-E-A-K podcast at gmail.com. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at chai break underscore podcast or visit us at chaibreakpodcast.com.